This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you DCEU fans. I'm Joanna, running like a spaz, Krupnik. And I'm Brian, not a diary, a journal, Plofsky. And we could not be happier you left a message for Chris or Eagley before tying up vets to join us today. (laughs) Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be breaking some toilets and meeting some star clients while we discuss this week's episode of Peacemaker. Stop dragging my heart around. Before we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be ruining... Well, not ruining. We will be spoiling. <laughs> ruining. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Peacemaker, the other episodes of Peacemaker, maybe the Peacebaker. Is that what I said? The Peacebaker? Oh, baker? yeah. Starbaker, Peacebaker. Yeah, exactly. Mom, mom, I just got Starbaker. I'm Starbaker, Peacemaker. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's really nothing to spoil except for the episode. Let's just say that. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Um, All right. So we are headed into the DCEU sector of the Nerdverse. So, Joanna, I'm going to need to see your passport. How many Batarangs do you have on your DCEU passport? What does it say there? Four? Three? Four. 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 You have four nice Batarang passports on your uh, stamps on your DCEU passport. I have seven. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think we get through customs. Definitely. Awesome. Um, so what did you think of this episode? Episode seven, the penultimate episode, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. It was funny. I was uh, I was really enjoying it um, and I was like really getting into it. And then I realized, oh, wait, this isn't this isn't we're not going to get to see the finale content because it's only the penultimate. So when it cut off, I was like, oh, darn. So, um, yeah, it was getting really good. Did you actually uh, say, oh, darn? I think. I think it was in my head, but I truly in my head said, oh, darn, <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the first credit came on. Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked it. What about you? I love this episode. I, I think every episode of Peacemaker has, even though I, um, I, I know what to expect from a James Gunn uh, movie or TV show, meaning like these wackadoo characters uh, and then like their heartfelt but then also they are, uh, you know, there's there's wild comedy. But then also there's like the real heartfelt breaking moment. And then um, there's a giant animal monster, like whether Oof. it's a giant starfish. Exactly. Whether it's a giant like larvae cow thing, whether it is, you know, um, the thing at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that they have to fight, like all that stuff. Um I loved this episode. I actually think this may be my favorite episode of the ones we've all watched so far. Not in terms of like humor. Other ones have been funnier, but I just think this has everything. Um, And I think that it's, uh, but we'll get into it. I think it does something very smart that I like out of my television. Agreed. Joanna, why don't you take us through the play-by-play of the episode and we can talk through it. Oh, all right. Uh, So we open. I I didn't mean to surprise you. You did surprise me. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna be off the cuff. Um, so we open with. Oh, wait, no, a I'm doing it. That's the point. I'm doing it. 
Oh, Never okay. Mind. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This I was like, you just... did not warn me that you were going to quickly. No, I have it up. I'm literally looking at the point by point of the episode, <laughs> and I asked you to do it. What was it's I very thinking? Very early. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, Peacemaker. Uh, it opens with a flashback to Peacemaker killing his brother, or his dad putting him into a situation that leads to his brother's death. Um, so essentially they, we see them listening to music and him teach his older brother, teaching him about, you know, eighties rock and stuff like that. And then his father, the father, uh, puts them into basically a fighting pit for all of his friends. Um, and peacemaker or, 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 or Chris punches his brother, Keith, I think his name is, um, and uh, he basically has a seizure. So obviously this was a pre, this was a condition he already had or whatever happened there. Uh, and then, and then uh, his father, his monster of a father blames Chris for it. And then we see Chris, um, you know, uh, in a bathroom really ha- going through them, going through it. Um, uh, but we, we leave off from where we were last week in terms of like the diary being announced and that Peacemaker is a crazy person. Um, but they decide that they're going out to find the cow. Um, with Economos, um, but they are uh, cut off by his dad. His dad is able to track um, uh, the White Dragon, is able to track by the helmets. Um, uh, so while that is all happening, Adebayo um, basically is confronted by Harcourt um, about the fact that she left the diary. Harcourt figured it out. I, I like how how smart Harcourt is in this. Um and uh, it's really really nice just to have people just get it really quickly like the way that chris gets the helmet thing quickly the way that harcourt gets out of bio really quickly it's all i just like that because we all knew yeah yeah and it moves the plot it it, i feel like stuff like that like when they can't figure it out for like a whole episode it feels like fluff like you want to you want to give your characters credit you want them to be because these are not dummy dumbs you know what i mean yeah he may be like a big lug, but I wouldn't call him like stupid. No, quite the contrary. And I think people, he's underestimated vastly. Yes. So I think, yeah, it's great to give him those moments where he can figure it out. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so uh, Harcourt figures out that she left the diary as well as uh, that Amanda Waller is her mom. And we, she, we had a little bit more of her backstory stuff that we probably figured out already that she like, worked for like a dog grooming or, or daycare business or whatever she said it was. And then she lost her job because of funding. Um, or was it like a, uh, a shelter? Yeah. She she lost her job for funding. And then her mom has been trying to get her into the quote family business, finally found an opening for her and she took it because she had, she had to. Um, and, uh, and then what we find out is that they're being hunted down now by the butterflies, so Mern shows up and Mern admits to the fact that he knew she was Amanda Waller's daughter um, because, of course, he does background check. He assumes she left the diary, but, like, that is not the important thing right then and there. Um, and then the police, the a.k.a. the butterflies, kill Mern uh, and then kill the butterfly within Mern um, there. Uh, and uh, then... <laughs> and then we find out that judo master has escaped 
beforehand. And Judo Master, as he says, uh, ding dong, bitches, um, walks in uh, and attacks both Harcourt and Adebayo. Um, Adebayo saves Harcourt by tasering him till he's unconscious. Um, and then after a really fun, I mean, fun, it's like a really good action sequence in the, um, in the woods when, uh, white dragon and his, uh, followers are chasing Chris and vigilante and economos. Um, and, uh, and then he finally gets caught. Eagly tries to save him and Eagly gets injured. Uh, not okay. Uh, not okay with we screamed that. and, uh, <laughs> Uh, and then just as Peacemaker's being cornered by his dad, uh, Ch- uh, um, uh, Vigilante comes in and stabs him uh, uh, in between the pieces of his armor, uh, the weak spots. Chekhov's uh, which, weak spots. Uh, Chekhov's weak, exactly. <laughs> Chekhov's weak spots. Um, and then uh, Economos, who I like to now call Iconomos, because he's an icon. He killed the gorilla and now he guns down all of the nasty nasty hood followers um and then finally peacemaker gets to confront his dad about what happened to his brother and uh his dad's taunting him and peacemaker just offs him shoots him in the head then there's a really awkward uh moment that is amazing with vigilante and economos uh trying to comfort him (laughs) then everybody reunites at a nearby clinic for eagly Eagly recovers in a really sweet scene. And then now that they do not have Mern, they don't know how they're going to move forward. So the team uh, appoints Harcourt as their leader. Um, and then they're briefed on the butterflies. And then they're on their way to the butterflies. Um, Peacemaker still does not trust Autobio, who is like really being eaten up over this and decides to help everyone as opposed to like go back to home to her wife. And uh, then we get a real good look at that cow and uh, cut to black. Cut to black. Very nice, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. One what of your best you, ones what, yet. Thank you. That you, that, oh, you almost did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, are you, what are you thinking? What, what did you oh, think of the episode? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, let's see. Unexpected things were that I would cry at Harcourt picking up oh, the I butterfly. Know. Um, with the little hand touch, finger touch, um, unexpected things. I actually, so going to back to Adebayo, I actually didn't think that her job before was so mundane and not mundane. Yeah. I think working at a dog shelter is incredible, but like, oh, your work, your dog shelter is out of business or lost funding. So can you come on this black ops mission yeah. with aliens that you could die so I did – I sort of was like, that doesn't – I thought maybe her previous job was at least semi-related. Um, so sure. that was kind of – that was not expected. I have a question for you. So did you understand this the way that I understood this? And, and let me know that she was tasked with hiding the Peacemaker diary because – just because they were like an insular mission – if things went south, they could just easily blame Peacemaker on fake things, or was she just trying to get rid of Peacemaker in general? I think my my impression is that it was if things go south. Although she was talking about doing it from the very beginning, so I think it was just insurance, maybe. Um, 
I would I would sug- I would assume that maybe Peacemaker is also someone that is a liability for her because of the flags stuff. Yeah, um, sure. Maybe so. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Okay. But the fact that the journal I'm working through this at the same time. I think the fact that the journal was mentioned so early, or excuse me, the diary was um, so <laughs> early, uh, makes me think that this was always the plan. But then yeah. the fact that it was. It wouldn't have been discovered until the cops went in there, which was later. So, yeah, she she could never have foreseen that um, things would, you know, when cops would actually be in a place to find this and frame him. So, yeah, I, I agree don't know. with you. I agree with you that it was it was definitely that the diary was obviously the plan from the beginning, and I, I do think it has to do with like being a liability or or, or whatnot. But I'm not a hundred. Maybe I'm just not thinking it through enough, but like I agree with you, and but it's like a, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm I'm sure enough to continue watching the show without like being burdened by it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me too much, yeah. especially since it's kind of over. Um, yeah, so that was that was surprising with the dog shelter. Um, I man, I didn't know. I mean, I there was not a doubt in my mind that um, Augie. Chris's father was going to try to kill him. Um, totally. But it was, it was surprising that he ended up pulling the trigger. I was glad, I was glad it was sort of yeah. sick. I was like, why am I rooting for this? But he is a monster and it does show that Chris sort of can discern, you know, his, his sense of loyalty and family with like the right thing. Ooh, question mark, is this killing ever right? But you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, so that was that was really powerful. It's I mean, it, it's kind of sad. I guess it's I was like, oh no, there goes our like best villain almost. But the butterflies are quite a villain, and also we have one episode left, so we don't have time yeah. to spend. <laughs> um but it was so that was that was a really powerful scene. Um and I think uh obviously there were so many hilarious moments. Um, one of which being, being, well, of course, uh, well, I will talk about that later, but the, the Butch Cassidy thing was really funny to me in the vet's office where, um, vigilante thinks at the end of Butch Cassidy is like, you oh know, my the two gosh. of them go like have some adventures together. Amazing. <laughs> so good. That scene was fantastic. Also speaking of vigilante, God, I love him. There was a split second where I really thought that was it for him. Yeah, when he was against the tree, you mean? No, even before then. Oh, oh. Uh, so he he releases the grenade, and then he and then Peacemaker is like, "Bitch!" And then we don't see him, and then he's against the tree when the camera pulls back, and he's like really wounded. So when did you think? Just when the grenade goes off? Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, I, yeah, I just like. It happened so quickly that I'm yeah. not sure what I saw, if that makes sense. So, like, I was just in, like, I was, like, in a state of, like, wait, did, is this what, this would, this, I feel like this might be something James Gunn would do that's just, like, okay, off. But he's so popular and such a good character that oh, I feel yeah. like he would give him his due if that was. So, I was just, and I was a little confused. Even though I didn't think he was dead, I was just confused as to what I just saw, if that makes sense. Maybe it was an yeah. editing thing. But then when I saw him against the tree, like, totally different. Yeah, it was weird because he lets it go so close to himself and you see Chris worried. Yeah. Um, but then you see that the that the you know skinheads are 
are coughing and recovering. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very like it was a moment where there's a lot going on at once. Um, Thank did God you, we didn't lose him though. Speaking of skinheads, did you watch it with watch with uh, subtitles? Uh, White Hood Wanker, Racist <laughs> Thug, and Skinhead Girl were my favorite. Uh, my favorites. Oh, I didn't write them down, but I was. I said, wait a minute. They're all different. That was really funny. White Hood Wanker was my f- absolute favorite. Subtitle. I did not see White Hood Wanker. No. I think I saw like skinhead, like guy or jerk or something. And then there was a different one too. Uh, <laughs> bigoted. I don't know what it was, but it was that, that was hysterical. And that, that moment with the car was funny too. You left yeah. your keys in the car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, I just had like flashes of, Tony Stark, what we see dragon flying in. To oh, the that scene. was cool. When he hits the wild truck by the side, that was, yeah. that was really cool. I mean, yeah, for him being a monster. That was really cool. It was very, um, it was very MCU flying yeah. iron so, suit. The, I want to talk about that whole scene for a little bit for two reasons. One, this is something I really, really like in my movies or TV shows, something that um, Game of Thrones did not do. Um, so Game of Thrones spoilers here. I didn't mention at the beginning. Um, so at the end, in the last season of Game of Thrones, um, so what I prefer, let me just take a step back. What I prefer is I like when the smaller thing is dealt with first because the smaller thing typically means the change in a person and then you deal with the thing that's that's affecting everybody. So in this, for instance, they were able to deal with the white dragon and you could see Chris change. Like, like this is Chris's turning point where Chris goes like – finally admits and falls to the side that even though it's his father he's a he's a monster and i should have never followed you i should have never listened to you like that whole situation and like you see a change in him where like you know through this whole time he's had conversations with autobio he's had he's been trying to like be more pc um you know like all of that stuff um so that was really that came to a head here where he actually kills his father but still has a breakdown um, because he knows he did a good thing for like everybody, but for himself, like it's still deeply sad. And now in the next, now that we've done that, and he's still going to be emotionally affected by it in the next episode, the finale, we'll get to just see them like save the world Go for the but cat. as yeah. different people, um, like, and, and had changed people. And I like that. Whereas Game of Thrones decided for whatever reason to dispatch with the universal bad guy and problem <sighs> before they dealt with the individual stuff. Like I, I, that was not my, I mean, that was not, not my cup of tea. Um, uh, but, um, so I really liked all of that stuff. Like the fact that he's shaking, the only time that he's shaking with a gun in his hand is against his father. I thought was really powerful, but you had mentioned it first when he screams for vigilante thinking he's dead one, two, when, when his father hurts equally, his most loyal, like pal, like, that's when he snapped. That's when he um, peacemaker. That's when he didn't care about his father as a father figure. He, he his father was hurting the people that have been loyal to him, that have actually been there for him, whether or not they're awkward about it. They've been there for him, and that's when he snapped and was able to discern like my father is a monster. I have to stop him for the greater good um, versus like, but he's still my dad, and I really appreciated. I thought it was very clear. I thought it wasn't like phoned in meaning not phoned in but like i feel like it wasn't like 
megaphoned in, I should say. And I really appreciated all of that. I also like at the end of that how Economos was trying to be a good friend to both Vigilante and um, Peacemaker by like, even though it was funny and, and uh, cutting the scene for a little bit of uh, humor, like mm-hmm. him trying to help Vigilante as like how to like read the situation. Um, I appreciated all of that. Um, so I really, really liked everything that was happening there. However, the one thing I will say is if you're a young kid, I talked to Jamie about this. If you're a young kid and you are put into that situation where you're, you know, you're still developing mentally, you don't totally, you get right and wrong, but you're also being raised in a house where wrong is right. Um, and you're told by your father and other people that you killed your brother, like Simba thinking he killed Mufasa, like you're going to think that. And like, if you don't have any other evidence contrary to that, like that is something that's going to be imprinted in you, ingrained in you. And personally, I mean, again, we have not seen what happened to Chris in between like that moment and this moment, aside from, uh, aside from the suicide squad movie, like, he would have needed a ton of therapy, a ton of like real help to like have him see more clearly that it was not his fault. Like, I don't know if Peacemaker could have made that distinction and worked through that on his own um, as much as this show presented. However, um, I still think, again, that's just a technicality. I still think it was super powerful. I, I think that it was a good way, you know, on screen to show that he was growing up and like own taking ownership over like his relationships, even though it ends in a very traumatic, like dramatic way. Um, but I, overall, I loved all that stuff a ton and I'm excited to see the changed peacemaker go into the finale. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think the only reason I guess I let it sort of make sense in my head is that, we're constantly told he's constantly told that his father's a monster throughout probably his whole life um, from the out from like outside world people. So maybe he knows at least in his older age that like fight pits of the two of them were not That's great. Fair. Totally. Um, so maybe there's like a little bit there, but you're right. I think that would have been a lot of therapy, a lot mm-hmm. of work to be done in therapy that we obviously didn't get to see. And I don't know that Peacemaker or Chris goes to therapy. So that's totally true. It may have been, I mean, here's another thing. Like if Harley Quinn used to be kind of the therapist in Mm. Arkham, like maybe while he was being detained at Belle Reve, like there was some sort of therapy session or opening up because he, he seems like a, even in those movies, like he seemed a little softer. This is not the first thing that softens him. Like, I'm wondering if um, he was able to maybe work through that a little bit while in prison. That That's actually a good point. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't mean that I, I made a good point. I no. meant that I meant that <laughs> us brainstorming it after what you said leads to a good point. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we're, doing, we're, doing, we're taking a lot of leaps on behalf of James Gunn, but I, yeah, I think sure. there's ways to not let it distract you, I guess. Um, we have to talk about Eagly. We have to talk about... Yes, audibly gasped when Eagly was air punched. That was well, not okay. Protect Eagly. 
protect Eagly at all costs. Um, but I will also say that I loved that Eagly is the reason yeah. that he was able to kill his father. I, I, I thought that was so successful in its narrative storytelling for me. And it's just the full circle with back at the vet, the <laughs> hug, yeah. and Adebayo seeing it. And and do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and, he, and then moment. he takes the selfie that he couldn't get earlier. He finally gets his selfie on his new phone. It was magical, and I was crying. Oh, I was, I it was, was really good. It was really good. And plus, like... It was emotional, but also I literally was cracking up. Was like, I guess I could have find, like, found a girlfriend who would have done anything for me and, <laughs> and then right, broken up right exactly. after I got to prison. Well, that's a perfect James Gunn just marrying this. He just knows exactly when to inject just a little bit more comedy. Absolutely. To give us. But the character is very serious. So that's what makes it even more funny. Um, so that moment was fantastic. The whole vet scene was great. The male nurse <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I I mean, I don't know. Again, these episodes are airing after long after they've been made. So I'm just curious if James Gunn knew how much, how beloved Vigilante was going to be. That's a good question. I, my guess is when you said I was worried he was going to die, I was thinking you're not wrong because A, it's the penultimate episode. So you could lose characters you care about. But B, you know, he didn't know that people would be like, why would you get rid of the best character on the yeah, show? Yeah, totally. Totally. Because at first I thought, like, if he's going to have a confrontation with his dad and his best friend gave himself up for their safety or whatnot, like, you'd think that he'd want to, like, like avenge him or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but the eagerly thing worked for me even more than the vigilante. Like, could Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, God, that was really – I mean, oh. I was, I was going to kill him after that. Sorry, going going back to Vigilante for a second. The duct tape moment cracked me up. Oh my god, so yeah, I do. So good, (laughs) so funny. Oh my god, Um, yeah, and and you're so right. That's the 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 first thing I thought when I saw that big cow. I was like, we got we got our big our big character CGI starfish CGI starfish. Um, it looked and you're great. Right, I, it looked great. It was very, very disgusting. Um, I think this is exciting that you're going to get finally this totally transformed team to do the big thing at the end. Chris has mm-hmm. now reached a new level. Harcourt has reached a new level of emotion and caring about other people other than, mm-hmm. you know, um, without a bio. She's there for the right reasons now. Um, Economos is coming into his own. Uh, Vidge uh-huh. is still Vidge. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be. And they're all fighting also to avenge Mern. Which. Goff, I guess. Or not Goff. The, the, the bur- butterfly that was in right. Mern. I, that was not Goff. I was really definitely sad. Even before the whole hardcore butterfly thing that you mentioned. Even when Mern mm-hmm. was just killed. Um, I, I You know, I, I, he definitely grown on me since the reveal. Um, and I, you know, I. I really like the trajectory of this show in terms of in that episode with the gorilla when they went to the packing factory. They were this like they they had they grew into this tight knit group and over the pa- it's not just like one or two episodes. Um, excuse me, it's not just like a half episodes where they break up and get back together again like the whole crew. Like it's a two episode arc where like they're not getting along. I would even say two plus because he and Autobato, he and Autobio are still not. He still feels very betrayed by her. Yeah, it's and true. I'm, they haven't really resolved that yet. Yeah. Or they and, haven't and had think, their 
feeling talk yet. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and so I'm interested in what is going to happen in the last one. Cause I still think there are emotional threads that need to be tied up and I'm really, you know, and Mern. Oh, and, and what I was going to say is that Mern being killed allowed for an opportunity for them to have to come together again with a new leader to like figure out the new like operations yeah. and process. And not for nothing. Uh, Harcourt's, a badass in this episode. She badass. really goes head to head with Judo Master. She is yeah. awesome. Um, I I really like that character. She yeah. does a really um, she does a really good job. Uh, Jennifer Holland of of being the straight man. Yeah, but delivering comedy really well. Even so, uh, she's she's good. Mm-hmm. She's good to have in this this show for sure. She takes it really seriously, but she's also funny in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped. I. Um, I have the, I, I don't really know what I think is going to happen. Cause again, I'm sure. still, I'm still not willing to let go that the butterflies, these, all these humans are just dead. Um, but I think maybe that is where it's going. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, I, I did have a thought when I was watching like the title card and I was like, wait, they've injected a weird word into all of the titles. Maybe they all mean something. And then I realized, cause I put them all together and they don't really make a sentence or anything, but it's more about like who's focused on in the episode. Um, so it's world, never, goff, chode, monkey, mern, dragon, cow. So then I realized, oh, it's just a more focused episode on dragon. This one was dragon. Next week will be cow. Um, and then the yeah. chode episode, they also talked about chodes. So yeah, I it's mean, just it's just about the, the subject, but I thought maybe it made something oh. cool, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's just puns. <laughs> That yeah. I think are song titles. Um, they are based yeah. on the episode. They are. I just thought I was going to discover something cool, but sure. I didn't. But like I did all breaking, that legwork like for break, all you guys at home. Was it season two of Breaking Bad? Has that? Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, what's it called? Do you watch Better Call Saul? Oh hell yeah, I do. It, it when is that season April, coming out? April. <gasps> they announced it yesterday. Like oh April, my god! April sixteenth or April eighteenth? Oh, for that's part one, be great. and then part two is like in June or July. Oh god, I don't I'm have okay. I'm gonna have to start a rewatch because God, I love that show. I know, me too. Um, yeah. Do you think what we're gonna get? We're gonna get a Viola Davis in the end, or are we just getting the um, oh the phoned in Zoom call from elsewhere that we? Got? I mean, we might get her again. I don't know if we'll get her in person, but I do think we'll at least get her like zoomed in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. I have to be honest. I really have not been watching th- watching this is a very different experience than watching Boba Fett. You mean there's no there's no theorizing really. I really haven't been. I've just been enjoying it and I can't wait for next week versus Boba Fett where like I, which I'm trying to stop for Kenobi coming up is going to be like what's going to happen in the next episode? Who's but playing? But I'm who? not going to let you, Brian. <laughs> I know, I know. I just want to like I just want to like again, Obi-Wan is a different beast because Sure, there's a lot of stuff from Rebels that can fit in. There's a lot of stuff from Clone Wars that could fit in flashbacks. Like, we can yeah. have all the predictions. But really, like, we have more context and information because there's more on Obi-Wan Kenobi than there was for Boba Fett. Of, so of course. I'm just hoping that I can tr- – I'm going to try to treat Kenobi as much as I'm treating this one in terms of, like, just, like, along for the ride – Whatever they want to do, like I, I just love this character so much, and I just love this character. These these characters, plural, so much. So, 
Yeah, this- I agree. It's just a totally different viewing experience. I don't have to take a ton of notes. It's just really fun. Um, the only thing I wanted to shout out is, and maybe it's elsewhere on the internet, but Gary had DM me and said, a close friend of the pod, Gary, Gary Tron, um, had said that he thought maybe Kia was was Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman's sister when they mentioned Gotham, and they do look a ton alike. Yeah, but that's in a di- – so I would believe Is that – It's a different world. It's, that's, to me, that's a different world because oh. like I don't – because this we're in the Batfleck world technically. Um, yeah, my so, favorite Batman. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Um, and I uh, – uh, and so I do think that her sister could be Catwoman, but I don't know if it's the Zoe Kravitz Catwoman. Okay, yeah. Well, Gary, I tried. Um, anyway, yeah, can't wait for next week. Last yeah. one. Oh, my God. Well, nerds, I can't pee when clothes are touching my butt. But we thank you so much for stopping by, and we hope that you will have as much fun as we did. And we will hope we hope you join us next time as we travel into another corner of the Nerdverse. Make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Uh, be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, rate and review us there. That would be super, 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 super helpful. Superheroes helpful. Superheroes helpful. As a new universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews and ratings are so very important for us to grow. So leave those five-star ratings. And remember, there is no wrong time to rock. I love when he was like... This is a really weird time for you to be doing your facial exercises. Oh, my gosh. Just (laughs) all the vigilante stuff makes me just crack up. That whole sequence where he's like, you see my face. Like, like in the vet's office and just oh like, God. and then the vets are just like, uh, they, you know, they were really nice considering who they are. And it was like, not the guy in the blue. And he's like, that was uh, incredible. Like, so good. credit scene I, I watched it but i'm already forgetting what it was um it was the pol- the, the fake police uh chief like, oh with the diary uh, w- with the diary but the thing that i couldn't stop laughing about in the stinger is if you watch the cop all the way to the right he's breaking the whole time oh really oh, yeah I gotta go it was back really funny it was really oh, that's good so funny